Good morning, and welcome back to another edition of the 2AM Podcast. My name's Nicholas. These are my co-hosts, Daniel, Braden, and Harrison. This week we got something just a little bit different. We're trying out something new, and we'd really appreciate it if you let us know which format you like best. But for now, it's time for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 2AM Podcast. First off, Harrison, I heard you took the driving test today. How did that go? That I did, Nicholas. Yes, I did take it, and it might it's I'd say second most stressful thing I've ever done. Um, only <laughs> second to the written portion of you know the dra- the <laughs> permit test. Because yeah. I don't know why, but that was no, it was bad. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I passed though, amazingly. Nice. Sweet. Not quite sure how. Um, yeah, it was it was exciting though. Well, you know, four right turns can be very exciting. So it turns out it's not four right turns right now. There's a couple left turns, too. Yeah, because there's a detour. I I think it normally is. I took it, like, two weeks ago. And I'm pretty sure it normally is four right turns. But there was a detour, and you actually had to go through a stoplight. So we got the harder test. Mm. Yeah. When I did it, it was totally different. Like, we drove through the whole town. Did you? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's no wonder. Yeah. It's no wonder that we have some bad drivers out there because the driving test is literally so easy to pass. Like, you don't have to parallel right. park or anything. When yeah. you used to live in Texas, you had to go, like, the whole everything. Like, parallel park, get on the interstate, get off the interstate. Like, you had to do everything. But Arkansas? Nah, it's a breeze. <laughs> I think Oklahoma's that way, too. They make you do a lot of stuff that's, like, you don't have to know here. Yeah. Um, and you know, so we go out, right? And we end up turning around and coming back. And so it's at the main, uh, I think it's the state police headquarters mm-hmm. there in Lowell, right? It's a big, nice area, but you can tell it's pretty new. It hasn't been there very long. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're coming up, and the entrance to the place is it's a little highway, two lane highway, right? So speed limit's like forty five. So you gotta kind of be cruising when you gotta just you know slow down and take this turn into the parking lot, and it's just but the parking lot and the building sit pretty far back from the road. Uh, how far back do you think they sit, Daniel? Because they mm-hmm. they do sit a good ways. Oh, like two hundred feet. Yeah, Maybe so more. it's a little ways back, and the parking lot's not huge either. So you're kind of you drive down a skinny little kind of it's like a driveway into the parking lot, right? So we're driving. And I'm, I know we're turning there because I know we're going back in, but I cannot see the. I just can't see the driveway for it, <laughs> and I end up passing it. And he's oh. like, "Don't worry, just turn around to the <laughs> Ace Hardware Store parking lot next door." And I'm like, "Thanks." I'm like, "That was so embarrassing. I'm so sorry. I just could not see." And he's like, "You wouldn't believe how often it happens." And I'm like, "Well, that makes me feel better." That's funny. But also, maybe you shouldn't be passing so many people. Yeah, and it was. I, it was crazy. It I was didn't fun, miss though. the turn, so. Good for you, I, d- I did, though. I went through <laughs> a stoplight on a yellow light. Ooh. So, yeah. The only stoplight <laughs> at the, on the test. Right. And, like, I, I was, I'm pretty sure I was, I was past the point of no return. And so I right. just, I, I right. went for it. I want to say I quite floored to... it, but I did speed up. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, if you had to, like... Yeah, Lord, you have to speed up. You were not. You just yeah, exactly. Yeah, slow down. Yeah, but I, I passed, so wasn't too bad. 
That's right. Good. So obviously we're not terrible drivers. <laughs> right? That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. And then he's told me, though, because I, I was telling him, you know, he that I, I wanted to get more driving in before I took the test. But because of the way everything's been, I just haven't had as much time, you know, as I wanted. And I wanted to get it in before my permit expired because I don't want to retake the written test. It's horrible. Right? It's just it wasn't an enjoyable time for me. So I'm telling him, and then, you know, COVID, we were pretty sure we weren't going to be able to get in and do the test at all because they, we just thought they weren't doing it anymore. He's like, oh, yeah, we've been real backed up because of it. He's like, we've seen over a thousand kids this month. And I'm like, man, dang. Wow. That's a That's lot. That's a lot of people. <laughs> it is. And I'm like, I think there's like a 33% fail rate on like the skills test part two. It's like. 330 kids have not passed their driving test. That is this dang. Month, roughly. Oh my goodness. Um, it's crazy. Like I'm just like, what in the world? But yeah, I passed. I got my test. I got my license. Sweet. Dude, I, Daniel, have to re- I have to retake the permit test. Oh, oh dude, that's, that's the worst. Did it expire? Yeah, yeah, so I thought when they gave it to me, they said it would expire like june 21st or july 21st but on the actual paper it said like may 22nd so we looked at it we were like what yikes yeah mine expired the day before uh we before i took the driving test so we had to go through this whole six hour charade uh to try to get my license after i passed the driving test so that was fun that's great and technically i Technically, I drove like two weeks after it expired because I didn't know it expired. So I was technically driving illegally, but no one has to know that. I don't know if those are the type of things you'll be saying on the exactly, internet. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you just said no one has to know that yeah. while saying okay. it on the air. Mm-hmm. It's okay, guys. Oops. And then, Nitch, you've been driving for a while now, right? Yeah. How long have you had yours? Yes, um, over a year. I've had I mine since I was uh, since I was fourteen, so three Dang. years. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been driving a little bit. Yeah. Nice. A little bit. Nice. A little bit of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Around the block. It's pretty good. Yeah, you know, now that we can drive, we can go to all our favorite places, right? So, like, I like Subway. Like that's it's a quality sandwich place. It's my go-to sandwich place. It's pretty great. And you know, I think well, Niche, Niche, you said, don't you like work at Subway now? Yeah, I just got hired. Like, let's see, two weeks ago, just got hired. Yeah, nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Well, like it's not like most restaurants where there's like the fry cook and the cashier and all these different jobs. There's just like one job: sandwich artist. Right. And they do literally everything, from washing sandwich dishes, artist. sweeping That's floors. Awesome. To making any kind of food. And I like that. Like, very independent. You just, I mean, you do anything. You do whatever needs to be done. So, right. does your Subway cool. have, like, the the pizza also? Because, like, there was one in Lowell that I went to, and it was, like, also half a pizza place, and they would also make pizza. Like, is that, do you guys make pizza also? Mm, well, we have the pizza sub, but... No, we don't really make okay. pizza. Okay, yeah, there's one in Lowell that I went to, and it was like, it was half a pizza place, but it was like one building, and the Subway yeah. people would also make the pizza, so that was, 
kind of interesting. I've never had it. Yeah. I don't know if it's any good, but subway pizza. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Suriname, the subway actually had pizza on the menu, and it wasn't like connected to a pizza joint. Like it yeah. was legitimately just subway. Was it that <laughs> Flatiza stuff? You know, I don't remember, but like I remember, you could get a cheese pizza if you wanted yeah, to. They at used subway. to have that. The, Did the they? flatizas, they called them. They were just like flat pizzas. Yeah. It's like a square. Flat. flat it used to be right. my favorite I think thing. I remember that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I was really disappointed when they took that off the menu, because that was my absolute <laughs> favorite thing to get there. Yeah, I might have had yeah. that maybe once. I don't really remember. But yeah, yeah I, I do remember really it. I remember it being on the menu. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, Niche, what's your favorite thing to do as a sandwich artist? Because you said you get to basically do everything. So, yeah, what's your favorite part? Favorite thing? Hmm. Probably just making sandwiches. I enjoy, you know, kind of interacting with people and making their sandwiches for them. You know, you get to. mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so, like, are you one of the subway workers that, like, because I know I've, I've heard and read about it. That Subway's got very strict how much you put on a sandwich policies for, we like, don't. their toppings and stuff. Are you one of the people that, you know, follows that very no. strictly? Or you kind of, you give a little bit extra, you know, just to yeah. make the sandwich better? Yeah, because... It depends on what it is. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, if like it's... my mom, my mom loves a lot of lettuce on her sandwich. Like, my dad has, when he goes to Subway, he has to, he has to tell him, like, three handfuls of lettuce... Is like the right amount. And they're like, okay. They just like, there's so much lettuce. Yeah, we yeah. Re- we're really strict on the meat and the cheese. Uh-huh. So like, you have to ask for double uh-huh. or, you know. Right. That's deluxe. like the whole. That's like the deluxe. Right. Yeah. yeah that's the deluxe. Whole point of the yeah. Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Extra meat. But with like with the olives and the lettuce and stuff, you're supposed to put like six olives on a foot long. And <laughs> we do not put six <laughs> olives. It's like on a none. I know. You can't even see it. They disappear. (laughs) That's crazy. So for stuff like that, I mean, it's just as much as looks normal. We do not just Just like three olives on a six inch. I mean. (laughs) Yeah. They have to be like pepperoni sized olives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that might go against Subway's, you know, fresh and, you know, good for you marketing (laughs) if they had... (laughs) Uh, olives the size of pepperonis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that'd That's be really funny. impressive, though. That would be really impressive. <laughs> yeah. So Nicholas, since you work there now, you yep. know, can you confirm or deny that everything is as fresh as they say it is on their marketing? Like, are we actually eating fresh stuff, it, or is it fresh a week ago? it's it's really fresh we get it in is it we get new stuff in a truck every week or so Uh uh-huh and then we make everything back there like we get our bell peppers in this right in a cardboard crate and we cut them up and slice them and everything back there and stuff is you slice them with a knife no we have a do you have a machine like we put it in and crank the handle and it right that sounds fun yeah it is fun that's that's also what i enjoy doing you're making me want to get a job at Subway. Yeah, we can work. We can, I can go Subway. work with you. Hey, which yeah. which uh which Subway do you work at actually? Well, I trained at Farmington, but I'm working at Prey Grove right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. They've already transferred them to the higher ups. 
Yeah. <laughs> Such a good sandwich artist, you know? Yeah, sandwich artist. They're, that's awesome. You know, they call him Van Doe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that totally went over You could tell by Daniel's face, he has no clue what I just said. Van, um, you know the Van famous Do, painter Van, Van Gogh? Van Gogh. Van Gogh's oh, like I a... thought you said Bando. And I was like, what? Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> See, that, that's what I heard okay. too. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Sandwich artist Bando? Like, oh, Van Gogh. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I Except it's Bando. It. <laughs> it still sounds like Bando, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It must just be the mics. Yeah. Because it sounds like Van to me, but you know. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't it matter. It was fun. No. It was. Right. So, Nicholas, yeah. would you working at Subway now explain why you weren't at Wiffle Ball Wednesday? Man, I thought I was going to get like I told everyone I was coming cuz I thought I was going to get the afternoon shift that was like 11 to 5, but I got the closing shift again, oh, 2 no. to 9 o'clock, so Ouch. Man, couldn't make it, man. Had to count That's bread nice. and everything. Oh, count boy. bread? Yeah. Wait, what is that? Yeah, you have to count. You just count the bread? Yeah, they call it, like, you have to take a bread count at the end of the day. You count all the bread in the store. Like, <laughs> yeah, in, make sure all the freezers the and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. And that means, like, sure everything. Like, sandwiches. flatbreads, wraps, everything in the you gotta, store. You gotta account for your inventory. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, Stinks that you couldn't have been there, because Wiffle Ball yeah. was, it was a blast. That's what wow. I heard. My team lost it by so one good. point. Like, we were we were down by 10. We did terrible, like, the first one or two rounds, and they got really, really ahead of us. And then we came back, and we lost by one point. Yeah. We hit, wow. like, seven home runs team. in one inning. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Morale okay, was low, and but then so the did we the first back. inning. Like, the first inning we hit, we also scored. Like, yeah, I know. That's, I don't that's how. why you like guys nine, got so ahead is because we didn't yeah. do very well the first inning. We got, yeah. like, two points. But once we got our defense figured out. Figured out how, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the problem. We didn't have a good defense, or like defense we didn't is have a key. bad defense, but our defense wasn't, you know, yours was obviously better, and so that's why we almost lost. Bro, Dude, I got Gunner out though. Offense. Going for home. Yep, it's true. Pegging is, is the true. best rule in wiffle ball. Yes, <laughs> definitely. If you cannot yes, peg, it it's not worth it. Agreed. Why? Hundred percent. Right. Yeah, but it was a ton of fun. I think everyone had a good time. Um, it was fun to beat David because, you know, he was hyping it up beforehand. He's like, you know, my team, we're winning this thing, you know. We're, we're going all the way. Yeah, I really you know, thought we were going to win. I mean, we point. had David and was, Isaac oh, Puckett. And, like, Isaac I know, got man. so many good hits. And the thing was, you had it, oh, like, team, because man. of the way yeah. the rotation worked, you had, like, four guys like your four best batters all batting one after another. Yeah. And you yeah. just killed. It was a savage rotation. Mm-hmm. It was. It was intense. It, Dude, yeah. it was so hot though. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't too bad, but it was warm. Yeah. yeah. But you guys got pretty uh uh moist. No, sweaty. Sweaty. Moist. Don't even get me started on moist. Oh. You know it's disgusting. Funny you mentioned that niche because we actually had a talk about this in the parking lot after Wiffle Ball about whether the word moist was gross or not, you know, because 
we all know it's a gross word. Like, yeah, you just say, just say it moist. Like, it think just about it. Sounds yeah. wrong. It's right? weird. You know. And I was thinking about it today too, right? And I'm thinking about the word moist. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out if we have any other words in the English language that can describe moist. Like, that is a good substitute for the word moist. Hmm. Like, think about it. Damp doesn't work. Because something if something's damp, it's not the same as moist. No. Right? Yeah. And wet's not the same either. Or like, humid. Humid is... Well, no, no, it doesn't really work either. It's no, different. There's, like, no good word Weird. to substitute for moist. Yeah. And, like... And moist can be used for foods, you know? Like, you want your cake to be moist. You don't want a dry cake. A dry cake is not as good as a moist cake. Mm-hmm. But it also can be used for non-food objects, like towelettes, like a moist towelette, you know? See, this I would generally weird. say a damp towelette, though. Yeah, I, I would, yeah. Like, But, I like, you know, sometimes the on the packaging they say moist towelette. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah. I Ooh, okay. See, I have the definition for moist. So, moist okay. is an adjective. It means slightly wet, damp, or humid. Interesting. But, I mean, like it's you not change the same it for thing. Damp. It has its own no. air it's, about it. it yeah. Like you yeah. feel it when you say it. Right. It's like moist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And then, somehow, our conversation about moistness turned Moist- into... Wait, wait. Moistness? That's not no. That sounds weirder. That's not language. Don't even, no. I'm Probably sure that's not. perfectly legal. Moistness. Hey, that's give not. him a pass. He's homeschooled. <laughs> wow, wow, that aren't hurts, we, Daniel. Aren't we all though. Uh, well, you're about to be. I am. I am Daniel about to be. was gonna be is great. Nicholas. Yeah, no, we're basically all homeschooled, right? Dude, you just burned okay, us so, all. It's okay. <laughs> I know. He just, <laughs> see, see, I have. We we have rights to make those kind of jokes because we are it's true. Those, we are that, so you can joke yes. about it. See, I forgot you were a homeschooler because you went to school this last year. Mm-hmm. That's totally right. You're a homeschooler too, so you can make those jokes. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, so after talking about moist and the weirdness that moist is, somehow we went from that to talking about the stereotype boy slash girl next door now if if someone could clarify this for us in our dms or something because i don't think we still quite fully understand yeah, what this I, means I'm so do you guys have a good that. understanding of what it is i have literally no idea what that not means. really it literally so atlanta yeah. we were talking to atlanta she's the one that did yeah. it but like <laughs> basically when i got over there she just started calling out people's names and were like oh look harrison's a boy next door and daniel is and oh wait no that guy's not and, and no no I was like what what are you talking about like I, I had no idea it was right. it was weird like, I, yeah I still so, don't quite I don't... understand I think I kind of understand better because I mean but it's still kind of weird so I don't know like I could I don't know it's weird like I could probably tell you who someone would think is a boy next door but I have no clue what actually makes that yeah the active stereotype yeah. right like i just don't know and also it seems to be common among homeschoolers really? just an observation i've made i don't like see i the, i the never heard about it get that until stereotype. like yesterday yeah yeah me neither yeah i want to say it's not sorry not common. being used as like not being used by homeschoolers 
but be, being used to describe co- homeschoolers, right? Because oh, like, right? Because two of the two of the people that were named <laughs> off yesterday were in fact homeschoolers. That's true. As caught out by boys next door, um, and then we, you know, girls next door, which is basically the same thing, but girls, and you know, apparently Joel's a girl next door. I don't quite understand. I don't know. I di- but I digress. Apparently, I think Kent's we, like you guys have something in common. I don't. I, I guess don't. so. Daniel I don't. Joel. I mean, I know. We must all just the be people exactly next door. The, the people next door. We should start a group. You know, I feel like door. I'm more of a like guy it. across the street. You know, I could agree <laughs> with that. Mm. Or you know, a guy three roads down. Um, it's more but, like uh, five across the neighborhood. Five roads you know? down. Anyway. <laughs> and then, you know, we're discussing who are girl next doors because now we're trying to figure out what qualities people have in common that make them this stereotype, right? And Kent's like, Amelia is a girl next door. And Georgia turns to him and is like, Amelia's not a girl next door. She's a mom next door. <laughs> and I I about died right there. It's just like, mom next door. You know, it's kind of yeah. true, though. I mean, yeah, no. In a in a joking, yeah. funny way. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. hilarious. Thankfully, she was not nearby when this was said, or else Georgia might be dead at this point. Although, I mean, but if she listens to this, she'll hear it. So yeah. Well, that's okay. We won't be there, so you know, we won't be in. You know, we won't be there by association. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? she does get on to us like every time we go outside for not putting on sunscreen, <laughs> so I could see it. Yeah. She, right, okay, like, she was putting on sunscreen at 5.30 p.m. 5.30 p.m. Like, wh- why? There's... And listen, I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a really redhead now. thing. You it's know? definitely a redhead thing. Redheads do my burn other friend, pretty quick, yeah. They do. Like, my other friend dates a redhead. And she burns just as quickly as Amelia does. So I understand that they have to wear more sunscreen than we do. But when... Eli Puckett puts on sunscreen and I don't put on sunscreen saying he's more of a man. I'm sorry. That's just uncalled for Amelia and it gets you roasted on the podcast. So you know what they say? Sunscreen causes cancer. That's true. Um, Well, yeah, (laughs) we're not, we're not defining who they are. Talk to Levi. He'll give you proof of that thesis right there. I believe Levi has a whole argument. Mm hmm. Centered around that topic. <laughs> I think he does. It's really thorough, actually. It really is. It's yeah. kind of crazy. <laughs> anyway, so we're trying to decide, you know, which is the best way to get cancer, by wearing sunscreen or by not wearing sunscreen. Well, well, you... Jury's still out on which one's better. Natural but, you know... or unnatural cancer. Yeah, natural or unnatural <laughs> cancer. I'm going natural cancer all the way. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I, I'm going all natural, too, so. Yeah, speaking of cancer, so in the movie Cars, would Rusty's be like a sunscreen against rust, basically? Like a prevention against, would rust be considered cancer in the world of Cars? I mean, you know, it, it kind of seems like it could be. Yeah. Like, I don't see why not. Honestly, isn't rust like a reddish brown? Which yeah. I mean, yes. is kind of like, like a, a sunburn. Sunburn, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking sunburn metal. So yeah, Rusty's could right. be. That's weird. 
Kind of like a sunscreen, yeah. It's a good point, Daniel. Is so. While we're on the topic of cars, um, what do you guys think of that movie? Like, I think it's all—it's a classic. Obviously, we've yeah. all—I—I I, know yeah, personally, yeah. I've wa- been watching it since I was tiny. The first I got one, it for yeah. my—I right. really got good. it for my third birthday. I've loved it ever since. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It is. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I—I I would say out of the three of them, it's Cars One. Yeah. Cars Three mm-hmm. and Cars Two. Yeah. yeah. Oh no doubt. Cars two yeah. was absolute garbage. Like we can just pretend it never happened, and it would literally make the world a better place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I. I Cars honestly, three. Cars three was pretty good though. Yeah. It was. Cars three was good. I liked that. Finn McMissile was pretty sweet, but yeah, the okay. storyline was. The story made less like, than no part sense. of Cars. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It. <laughs> Like it, it didn't really fit with the whole racing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more it's cool to see Tomato, except that they used but... to race to in their master plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's kind of odd. It was like I liked seeing Tomato because Tomato, I I like Tomato. Yeah. He's hilarious, but I don't know if going with the whole and it was funny seeing him as a spy. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, there were some funny parts, but it just you're right. It just didn't fit the franchise. I think they realized that, and I think they fixed the third one. I thought the third one was so good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. How like how even when he meets, yeah, it kind of brought it like full circle. You had Doc Hudson, and then he taught McQueen, and like Mm -hmm. McQueen was his ultimate. Like that was his that was his accomplishment in life. Like he had all those other races, and he had the trophies and the piston cups, but Lightning McQueen was that was what he would point to as the accomplishment of his life. And it kind of came full circle to where Lightning McQueen was, uh, had the same thing with, what's what's her name? Mm. I don't know. The yellow car. I, Cruz. Her Cruz, Cruz, yeah. Right. It's kind of yeah. the same thing with Cruz, like Doc Hudson with Lightning McQueen. It was Lightning McQueen to Cruz. It's pretty cool. Right. Mm-hmm. The it was Padawan it was becomes really cool. the master thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's really sweet. And when he goes and meets the Moonshine Runners... That part was so cool. Oh, yeah. I say it's like might be one of my favorite parts of the all three of the movies. Like, it was pretty sweet. It has some pretty and good when backstory they did the also. Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, like all the I read, I saw something a while back when it first came, when the third movie came out, um, that all the cars that ran Moonshine, they're based off of real drivers that did it and like also raced. Which is like really cool. That yeah, is that's really interesting. cool. And you know, the Doc uh, Doc Hudson's also based off a real person, I believe. Really? Um, yeah. So is I, so is Lightning McQueen in a is way. Is McQueen also? I couldn't remember if McQueen yeah, was. I think. Um, hmm. Yeah, Steve, isn't Steve McQueen a racer? I mean, he's I in, think he's yeah. in movies. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of where they got the motorcycle idea. driver. Okay. Right. Yeah. I still think that's yeah, a lot of good movies. That might have been where they got some sort of idea. Yeah. So like they. So yeah. A lot of them are based on some other driver, at least in their story wise. Like mm-hmm. Doc Hudson's, his career loosely follows this of this other driver who was known known for racing the Hudson Hornet, which is the type of car right. that Doc Hudson was. Hmm. Um, and I just think that stuff's really cool. Yeah. And yeah. Those little Easter Some eggs. cool history to go along with the little the movie. Speaking of racing, though, right? 
I think we've all seen the big blimps and stuff that they do, like the Goodyear blimp. Dude, this is one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Like the fireworks are going off in the first one. Yeah. And there's the mm-hmm. Goodyear blimp. Well, right. I mean, it's the Lightyear awesome. blimp. Yeah, they call it the Lightyear blimp. Yeah, it's Lightyear, but yeah. it's based off the Goodyear blimp, yeah. which we all know. Yeah. And have seen in real, or not seen in real life, but seen on TV and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I found out today that the Goodyear blimp, like, so there's a city in California called Redondo, Red, 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 Redondo Beach, yeah. California, whose official bird is the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> like, I don't know how, does that even work? how they managed that, because I have to say, the Goodyear blimp, definitely not a bird, but man, is it, it's funny, right? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> great. Just, like, can you imagine the council meeting deciding what the what the b- bird was going to be? Yeah, and then you just got the guy in the corner like, uh, how, how, how about the Goodyear blimp? <laughs> it's like, like yeah, they must have looked at him and been like, it's so crazy, it might just work, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Like, because no person in their sane minds could choose the Goodyear blimp as their bird. <laughs> So I, I I wish there was I hope there's recording somewhere on the vast internet of this meeting taking place. I think this actually was decided back in I think it was the sixties actually that hmm. this was a made like that they did it. I can't remember exactly. I read it earlier. But I'm just like just so weird. Yeah. But really cool. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the weirdest stuff. Yeah. If somebody figures out how to time travel we need you to go back to that council meeting and record it because we want to see it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because, like, how they come up with that? <laughs> it beats me. Yeah. It's funny, though. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, guys, as the show winds down tonight, um, I think it's time for some good old-fashioned takeout. Daniel, what do you have for us tonight? Yeah, totally. So, over the past, we've had three episodes. So, in the past three episodes, we've uh, talked about ways that you can help the physical needs of others. And this week, we are going to talk about how we connect that and help meet the spiritual needs of others. So, this week is going to be all about sharing the gospel, motivations for sharing the gospel, and some objections to sharing the gospel that we often have and that are really inadequate objections. So here's the starting off with motivations. So one motivation of why we should share the gospel is one, because Christ told us to. Uh, It's obedience to Christ to share the gospel. Uh, The Great Commission explicitly states that we are to go to all nations of the world to proclaim the gospel. So if we don't, we are strictly, we're disobeying a command that God has given us. So one, it's obedience to Christ to share the gospel. And then two, it's an overflow of our hearts. What's in our hearts will come out eventually. And if what's in our hearts is truly a desire for Christ, if what's in our hearts is the word of God, it's going to come out and it's going to overflow and we're going to be able to not help but proclaim the gospel and share it with everyone that we come across. And then third and last 
that I have in this short list, certainly not comprehensive, but just a love of others. I mean, if you think about it, every person you don't tell, um, if they don't accept the gospel, they will go to an eternity uh, of condemnation and hell, forever separated from God with no chance of reconciliation. And it's described in the Bible as weeping and gnashing of teeth. We do not want anybody to have to experience that. If we can help it, we must proclaim the gospel to them and try to get them to accept it. And that's really, we need to get that in our minds that if we don't tell, people are going to experience something that we ourselves would never want ourselves or anyone to experience. And if we don't share the gospel with them, it's hard to reconcile with the fact that we can say that we love them if we're going to let them go to that. There's a good quote by uh, Charles Spurgeon. It says, uh, If sinners be damned, at least let them lead to hell over our dead bodies. If they perish, let them perish with their arms wrapped about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions, and let not one go unwarned and unprayed for. Let not one go unwarned and unprayed for. Let that be our mission. Let us go to the ends of the earth, or even just to our neighbors right around us, and make sure that everybody is able to hear the gospel and able to make a decision to follow Christ. And then we've got some inadequate objections that we often make. So one is we say that it's offensive or unloving to share the gospel. And the first part of that is it's offensive. And yes, it is offensive. Saying that you that Christ is the only way to salvation and the only way to heaven, that is going to come off as very offensive to many people. But the second part of that is it's unloving, which is not true. Because if it was, it's totally loving because we're trying to save them from eternal suffering. And we're doing that even at the cost of our own reputation because some people, they're going to reject it and they're going to think less of us because we try to get them to believe the gospel and believe in Christ for salvation. And but it's really loving and not unloving. And then another one is I'm not prepared to share the gospel. I don't know enough. I won't be able to articulate it clearly. I won't be able to say it to where people will be able to understand it. I don't know enough about the gospel to be able to share it with others. And one thing you see throughout the gospels is that Everybody, almost everybody, without exception, almost without exception, they all proclaimed the gospel. They all proclaimed Christ and his power and what he had done for them as soon as he had healed them. Like the leper that he healed, he went out and proclaimed Christ to everyone. And they certainly weren't any theological masterminds. They hadn't studied the Bible for years and years. They had met Christ for maybe 10 minutes, 
and they were out proclaiming Christ. So it's really, uh, it's not founded on anything, the excuse that we don't know enough. If you know enough to be saved, you know enough about the gospel to proclaim it. And then uh, another one is, I'm inadequate or can't present the gospel well. And what I would say to this is that the gospel is not accepted because of the eloquence of our words. It's not accepted because of how we present it. It's accepted because of the Holy Spirit's conviction in the person who we're talking to. The Holy Spirit does the work. Our job is simply to share the gospel clearly so that they will know it and have the chance to make a decision. So if you all got anything else... Nah, that's really good, Daniel. That was really good. I agree with everything you said. It's all awesome stuff that needs to be heard and we need to, you know, recognize as uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, those I are all no really good comments. points. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our discussion. I hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the 2AM Podcast. Just a reminder, we did try out that new format this podcast, and we'd really appreciate your feedback on which format you like better. If you have any other questions, comments, or suggestions, you can contact us at our email, iheartthe2ampodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can check out our Instagram account, at the2am.podcast, to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and any other announcements made our way. We really appreciate all the support you give to our podcast. Be on the lookout for next week's episode. Till then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Thanks for listening, and good night. Or should I say, good morning. <laughs>